The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman, like usual. <laughs> World Wars War. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Playlist. Totally. They've sex with Kathy Bates. Well, you want a lazy Susan? It's a total fact. The father of Bart and the Holy Toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor and let's get guns. Now this is Tofu. <laughs> Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I may be going blind, though, so I'm working through that. Fortunately, the podcast, you don't need sight. That is a good point. You'll be like Daredevil. You just create an echo and you can see where the microphone is. Right. You can see that it's not plugged in. I'll have superpowers. I'll develop superpowers. <laughs> but the sound will probably get better on our right. show because you're losing your sight. Yeah. The, the sound has got a lot better recently. Maybe that's... because I haven't been on the show. It's a result of me losing my sight. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It might be that. Oh, God. Would you want, like, the world's number one podcast for losing sight in one eye? Yep. Really? Yep. Ooh, interesting. I'd, I'd wear a patch. <laughs> oh, yes. You've got, like, the Nick Fury of podcasters. Yeah, totally. Yes. That, yeah. I would start you wearing... go and assemble all the best podcasters, yep. like you get Mark Maron and Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith and Adam Kroll and you form the Avengers, the Podvengers. Oh, the Podvengers, yes. And, like, the, here's the thing. You listen on your iPod. You don't listen on your eyes pod. <laughs> so it's like the perfect like I could become the face I could be like you yeah. two is they'll do some massive deal where they'll buy yeah. exclusively the rights to Tofop to download on the next version of the iPhone that comes out and it'll come free and then half the world will hate me because that was it like with the U2 thing now whatever I haven't listened to the album but why have we really got to the point as a world where we're like fuck the fuck I was fuck getting a free the, album the vitriol like it felt fuck like the biggest band in the world giving us a free album it fuck felt, them don't you think it felt like a game of pylon like someone made a joke and then it became the fun thing to then rush to facebook or twitter and then and bag them out it was, it was weird I, I was surprised by the amount of hatred for you too right it was like one of those fuck you guys for being the biggest band in the world and giving us an entire free album <laughs> no fuck you can you imagine if like jesus came back and he's like i give you eternal life it's like fuck, fuck you. you you didn't ask for jesus how many gigabytes is this eternal right. life gonna cost exactly oh we have to update our fucking <laughs> operating system to get this eternal life do we oh fuck you jesus no oh, fucking i had the cross in my pocket all day and it bent a bit <laughs> if you did uh form the podvengers yeah it'd be great because at the end of each separate yeah. and i would be the nick fury the one yeah, who's not fury. as impressive yeah like it doesn't have as big a following no but like brings you're them the, all together yeah, yeah. You're, the, you're the strategist who brings them together yep. but at the end of each guy's podcast like joe rogan's once the show ends, you would appear at the end and oh, have yeah. a little a conversation a little with Joe and recruit him. Yeah, just, we, just after the yeah. end music, there'd be yeah. like a secret bit where suddenly, yeah. oh, hang on, what? oh. You say, Joe, uh, we believe there's a man called Mark Marin who holds the scepter to blah, 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 blah. And then you get him involved. We need to know what the fuck is so going which, on. So who's who then? So is Rogan the Hulk? No, Rogan's Hawkeye. Okay, so I think that, okay, so well, you need to follow them all. So you've got the Hulk. Well, that's yeah. Marin because you don't want to make him angry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Like, because they say you're not going to like him when he's angry, yeah, but yeah, people yeah. actually secret like when he gets angry. Like, yeah. like the Hulk. You're yeah. like, he's the whole time he's like, I don't want to get angry, but you're sitting there going, I don't want you to be happy. I want your anger. That is the joy for me. So, Marin's the Hulk, definitely. Yeah. Then I reckon Kevin Smith is the Tony Stark because he's the like fast talking, kind of it's like true. witty guy who's does a zillion things at once. You know? Right. Tony Stark invents things. He's the LA superhero. You LA know? superhero. Like it's, yeah, okay, all right. Kevin okay. Smith's that. Okay, so then we need... Hawkeye. Hawkeye. We're going to give Hawkeye So that too. needs someone who's like uh, like on a podcast that... Um, Is supplemental. Yeah. But still like a good companion piece. So it'd be maybe like one of the nerdist offshoots. So maybe it's like Jonah Ray's one or uh, Phoebe. Oh, yeah, because it's someone they believe... Because it's someone they believe might kick on to be one of the big ones yeah, right? Yeah, if they yeah. give them the right push yeah. so let's say Jonah Ray is a good example because okay. he's a guy that you're like yeah with the right push Jonah Ray could Jonah be Ray's like, going to hold like the whole thing but right. together in a team no one at the moment is going to see a Jonah Ray movie by itself yeah. a Jonah Ray podcast by itself but they will as part of the team they're like I want to see what Jonah brings to the table so who's Captain America you need an upstanding okay. well, that's reliable your, like, voice yeah. of reason I mean who is that person who's like a kind of Ira Glass <laughs> too <laughs> 
<laughs> Still in the realm of slightly comedy podcasts. <laughs> who's who's who stands up for things? Who's kind of like got ethics and I guess Joe Rogan kind of does. Joe Rogan. He sticks to his kind of you know he's got Bill his, Burr. Bill Burr could be like he's uh, a bit like you know I mean yeah. he's a bit too like cynical and wisecracking. Well, we'll come back to Captain America. Black okay. Canary, Black deceptive, uh, 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 master of interrogation. What's got to be someone who hosts like a. Uh, a podcast where they get people to like, you know, spill the beans. Spill the beans. Well, that'd be almost Mark Marin. Maybe you could have Adam Carolla as the Hulk. Right. Okay. Because Adam Carolla like has this kind of like anger. Yeah. That you know, if you trip it, like if he if he if he take, I mean, he went to court, right? So he actually has the energy. He went to court to fight those copyright infringement guys. Right. right? That is true. Yeah. He's... So like he he boom, he hulked out. Right. Okay. So, like, so Carolla's the Hulk. You don't want to make American... him angry. You're like yeah, yeah, Adam Carolla. You're like you don't want to make him angry. He'll probably get racist or misogynist. Don't make him angry. <laughs> <laughs> he does think he's incredible too. He would be the person who's like, I'm the incredible Adam Carolla. Okay, I'm happy to go with that. And then we'll make Marin, Marin Black Canary, Black Canary interrogation. Okay. Yeah, right. So that the last one is Captain America. Uh-huh. I think Rogan fits. Feels weird that we've like not cast a woman though. Like that feels to me like you know, women are they allowed to podcast? The women are allowed to podcast, man. Since when? Yes, all women. Oh. Since hashtag yes or women. <laughs> since then, since that moment. That's a good point. Though. I don't know if I yep. listen to any podcasts that are hosted by women. Jen Kirkman's got a great podcast called I Seem Fun. She's like a you know like she she'd be the sort of you know that sort of character where you like. She gets you to spill the beans. Right. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, her podcast is just her spilling the beans. Like, you know, it's like it's just her, like, you know, and all her thoughts. She doesn't really have a guess, but I think it's really personal and intimate. So, and it's, you know, big... big, big Chris Hardwick would be Captain America. Oh, yeah, of course he's the he boy is. next door. Yes, of course he's Captain yeah, yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. the weedy guy who's become a superhero. Okay, so Jen is okay. Black Canary. Yep. Hardwick is Captain America. Kevin Smith's Tony Stark. Corolla is the Hulk. Right. And Mark Marin, I oh know we all oh, we've bumped Mark Marin. Oh, fucking oh, hell. Hang on. We, we bumped Mark Marin out. Oh of the no! Pod well, benches. this is the perfect thing. It's like the Hulk. It's been cast a few right. times. Yeah. No one quite. <laughs> it's like, is it Edward? Marin was there. Is it Banner. Ruffalo? No, is no. it Banner? Like we've been through a few Hulks. The Hulks are hard to work with, you know. Yeah. They have their own vision for what the character <laughs> is, and they're very forthright sort of guys for the Podbenders. But you're at least the Nick Fury of that group. Yeah, I know. Which yeah, I I'm happy think, about I don't that. think that matches. I think if anyone, if they reversed it in an alternate world, if they were comparing the body, I don't think. But it's much like Nick Fury. I came up with the idea, so I get to be the person who, you know, like if they were choosing someone, they wouldn't have chosen Nick Fury necessarily. Nick Fury chose them. Yeah. And, you know. So that was his strategy? The Avengers is his initiative. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It's not like he's taking orders from anyone. Mm-hmm. He just realises that there's these unique talents around the world right. one day. And I've got to corral this shit. I've got to get them going. Yeah, And right. that's me. I'm the guy who's like, you know, hey, I've got an iPad. No, punch. sorry. You know what? You're not Nick Fury. Sure. Fucking Dave Anthony's <laughs> Nick Fury. He's the one <laughs> who corralled them into LA Podfest. Yeah, it's a good point. It's <laughs> a good point. You're just, you just a some dude who can't see out one eye. <laughs> Uh, sometimes metaphors get away from us or analogies they get away from us and I think we lose track of what we're talking about (laughs) I know I just talked myself out of an employment opportunity (laughs) like for a minute I was involved with something really cool the Podvengers yeah the (laughs) Podvengers hey uh, do you want to know some cool things by the way um, uh, Charlie just um, uh, you went to the shops to get us some beer Mm. and uh, didn't take your wallet so they had to come back yeah. so that the jet lag may be kicking in yeah, yeah we went yeah. and had lunch we went and had a lunch break we went and had some Mexican food we did we had some good authentic authentic uh, quesadillas and <laughs> quesadillas quesadillas and some nachos yep um, yeah and then on the way back I was crossing at a crossing mm-hmm. where it was my turn to go and this guy yep. almost ran me over uh-huh. and he was so lovely about yep. it he apologised yes he waved his hand to say please after you in Sydney, yeah, <laughs> that guy would have run me down, yep. then reversed, and then gone back over me two or three or four times. Oh, no. I, we would have had to set up an extra microphone for this podcast because he'd be still here arguing <laughs> yeah. with you. That's a, I was there's My shopping center near me where I do all my shopping, just a one-level underground car park, right? Uh-huh. Underground. So, 
Definitely. Just an underground car park. You got to know a guy. You got to get the code. <laughs> it's like it's, it's actually grid. It's, it's a fun, you have it's an go, unsanctioned car park. You have to go through like a phone booth and you pick up the phone and the door opens. It's a real. Yeah, it's it's like, really cool, man. It's, it's like really underground. Yeah. Um, I drove in there, and as soon as I drove in the entrance, it's like a single lane entry. I hit like a traffic jam. I'm like, oh fuck! Obviously, something is wrong with something in the car park. So yeah. we're snailing through like it's taking ages to move even like a, a, a centimeter. And how long do you think it was before people started honking each other? Mind you, there is no way out of this situation. Something has gone wrong. We all just yeah. have to. How long do you reckon? Ah, uh, thirty seconds. Less. <laughs> Literally, I hit the car. I had enough time to go. Oh, right. we're in a traffic jam. So people are like, oh, you know, this will make it worse. Oh my god! Because you're in this little underground car park, one level underground car park, so it's echoing. One guy is so irate. He's behind me. He gets out of his car, and there's all these like guys. You know how they have car washes? These guys just like students, I imagine, just like washing the cars. He runs up to them, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Why can't I get the car? It's like, dude, they don't work for the car. They they work in the car park. Right. They do not work for the car park company. This is just a situation where we're all just going to have to take a deep breath and go, all right, right. whatever we had None planned, of what we're doing is making this better. No. We just, there's no way out of it. So rather than turn on each there's other no one and up blame the front someone. Where they're like, oh, oh, oh no, I didn't realize. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I, oh, my God. I mean, it, this is embarrassing. I just didn't realize that there was people coming into this car park. I saw a guy in Sydney honk an old man on a walking frame mm-hmm. at a zebra crossing. Yeah. The guy... The old man had every right to be crossing. The right. car pulled up, got infuriated how long yeah. it was taking, and fuck you, old, the old man, man. Get, on your walking frame. What the fuck? Get a fucking scooter, mate. <laughs> Get a fucking scooter. I've got places to be. Right. The Ivy is opening in an hour. Right. I've got to get there. I've got to get there, mate. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like people who drive through. It's my pet peeve. But Sydney's, I reckon, is the worst. I know everyone complains about LA. LA traffic's bad, but in right. terms of attitude in Sydney, it is the worst. The worst. People here have guns. <laughs> I I feel like that helps a little bit in traffic. Like people, you can Knowing never, that that you can never like, kill you. like in a Sydney, like, you know, I've had people follow me and stuff like in Sydney. Road rage. Yeah, road rage. And you're like, if, you, if someone has a gun, you're less likely to follow them. <laughs> so what I'm saying is Australia, we should get guns. Every car should come with a free gun. I think so. It's good for the, good for the gun industry, good for the motor industry. The problem with all this violence is there's not enough guns. Right. More guns are in violence. That'll fix it. Yeah. No one's going to shoot a gun if everyone has a gun. Exactly. Right? Arm the world. That's my new. I'm going to round up every pop star, every current pop star, and we're going to do a big song on Arm the World. Arm the World, make it a better place. Right. If someone messes with you, shoot him in the face. (laughs) There are people People dying. dying. Exactly. (laughs) So don't fuck with us. (laughs) Arm the World. I can just see it. Like the t shirts are just like all arms interlinked with like handguns. Well, because arm, the great thing about it, it has a double meaning. Yeah. Like it's arm in arm, but it's also like, you know, you're arming the world. So yeah. it's like, it's fantastic. Solution. Yeah. Make it like the Wild Wild West. Right. And plus, that's another one I can do with my eye patch. That'll be good. My eye patch will be good for that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, I printed something uh, out off the, uh, the World Wide Web, the internet. Some yeah. nice facts, some beautiful things that we could talk about. Yeah, Just, yeah, like, I thought it. it'd be nice to like... Do a bit what? of a, a, a web session, well, as Tofop's famous for. Sure. <laughs> one of Tofop's, Not a skate session. <laughs> one of Tofop's famous web sessions. <laughs> we'll be I did. No, I did. Oh, it's God. funny, you know, because we did our come, like our, our, what was it, like a return season. Whatever Don't call our it last, a comeback. We've been here for years. <laughs> whatever our last installment was, you know, uh, we did those. And I could tell by about episode six or seven that maybe we were running them too close together because literally I listened to 10 minutes of one where you brought out the laptop five minutes in and started reading stuff. I'm like... Okay, I think, yeah. I think we need to have a bit of space between Well, I mean, it's very hard when we like... We wanted to deliver. Yeah. But... (laughs) I mean, exactly. Well, there's only so many things we can talk about, but this will be delightful. Okay. Because this is a list of just happy facts. Okay. Oh, good. So here's some happy facts for you. Pharrell sponsored... Ah, by the way... Pharrell and I just see on a billboard Pharrell and Gwen Stefani doing the voice. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so. How much money judges. is in those shows that they can drag? For Massive. All, all they're all like, away? I mean, they make like 20, 20 million, twenty million. How much are we talking? Well, they're. Can I get on one? <laughs> 
I mean, I know that they rate those, what they call those shiny floor shows. Because the only things that really rate now on television are things that can't be DVR'd, that can't be, like, so they have to be things like sports, news, like, you know, any of that stuff live that, like, you want to watch live, right? Yeah. And what they call shiny floor shows. So, like, your idols, your survivors, your any, like, I mean, and Dancing with the Stars and all those sort of shows, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, my belief is that, like, the top shows on television do about, like, the football and all those things do about 20, 25 million. And, like, that's the sort of numbers that, like, The Voice does, 25 million. Wow. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, really huge. So, those guys would be getting nice cash. I mean, oh. to get Pharrell, I, I mean, it's a huge. Need to do it. I mean, but they're all huge stars, the, the people who are the judges on The Voice. Here. So it's Gwen Stefani, Adam Levine, Pharrell. Yeah. And who's the other one? And he's some country big country. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Hawkeye of The Voice. Right, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to watch a show with him on his own, but put him into a group of a super team, then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, here's a happy fact for you, Charlie. Yeah. Otters. Masturbate. Oh, do they? No, I'm just asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's but what I thought you were going to say. Otters hold hands while sleeping so they don't float, float apart. Aww. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. Little otter, little happy fact for you there. Yep. You made it fucking horrible about going masturbate probably. You know what, How many of those otters? They could jerk each other off though, I suppose, <laughs> if they're holding hands like at night. Like, yeah. At yeah. night occasionally if it's not. It's not a, it's like if the water isn't too wild. Yeah. They're like, well, you know what? We don't really need to hold hands. Come could on, you jerk me off? Don't jerk me off. Don't jerk me off. Please. Come on. Please. Come, Come on. on, you never do it anymore. Just a little bit of uh, welcome back, oh, welcome back, oh, no, that's oh, it. If you do that, I'll show you my ring of bright water. <laughs> All right, Norway. Once does everyone get that gag? By the way, ring of bright water. Did you get it? No, <laughs> you laughed. Thank you. Yeah, ring of bright water is a famous uh, children's book. Or like young adult book from the seventies about uh-huh. a girl who befriends an otter. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And it was made into a movie. So it was actually quite a good joke for anyone who right. knows Ring of Ring of Bright Water. It was better than my bad attempt at doing a welcome back auto joke that I could not get out. Uh, Norway. Yeah. Norway. Yeah. I went out with a Norwegian girl. Did you? Yep. Did my, you my get a girlfriend? Did you get Norwegian wood? I went all the Norway. Oh, fourth I split over three episodes. After listening to them back to back, we get the fourth act. Uh, Norway. Norway. Uh, what was uh, what was she like? Your Norwegian girlfriend, very right? Norwegian looking. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, she was blonde haired, uh-huh. blue eyed, uh-huh. um, little mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was lovely. She, you know, she looked a bit like is um, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Looked a bit like Lisa. Kudrow. Oh, okay. But a Norwegian, not a, a Jewish version, a Norwegian version. Yeah. So more uh, more Scandinavian. What do you know about Norway? Any um, facts about the country of Norway that you picked up? They're quite a wealthy country. Yep. They were one of the birthplaces of Viking. Yes. Um, they. No, that's it. <laughs> they also, here's another Norwegian fact for you. Norway once knighted a penguin. Is this some trap to make me mispronounce that word? No, it's not. But I know that you can't say that word. They I can once say knighted I concentrate, a, pen- a penguin. Yeah. The penguin's full name is Colonel-in-Chief Sir Nils Olaf. <laughs> and he's also the leader of North Korea. Um, I have some... Yeah, say I'm that away. on mic. I'm away from the microphone. I had to go back to my computer, but I have a great story. We're having a web session. I have a great story for you that I think you will enjoy. Uh, it's, it combines two names that have been hard for us to say on this podcast. Headline from the newspaper from news.com.au. Uh, one of the rare occasions that they're not writing about me smoking pot. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> can't say the word penguin. I was alerted to this by our good friends on Twitter. Many people have a hard time pronouncing Benedict Cumberbatch's name. Well, just one other person, Charlie Clawson. <laughs> but the British actor's own linguistic weakness lies elsewhere. There's one easy word he simply can't say. Penguins. But he doesn't say it like I... No, he's got a different... The British actor finds the name of the aquatic flightless bird, a little say, cumbersome, <laughs> to spit out. While narrating a BBC... Did they write that? Was that in the article, that yeah. laugh? Oh, yeah. How does it spell that? Condescending laugh. While narrating a BBC documentary about the South Pacific, the actor stumbles over the word several times, pronouncing it at least four different ways. Penguins? Penguin. He says penguins. Penguin. He says... White wing wing. Penguins. 
Ping, well, how's that different to ping wing? Or ping so, wing, ping wang. Like, first one's like ping wing. Like, as in P E N G W E N G. Ping wing. Yeah. Wing wing, ping wing. Yeah. Like a penguin version of wing wing. If wing wing was in Happy Feet, it'd be a ping wing, wing wing. That, that's right. That may be the greatest joke I've ever made in my life. Having failed to get it right, he tries parent penguin. P-A-N-G. A-N-G. Pang, yeah. as Pang in Sam Pang. Yeah, so like Sam Pang Wang. <laughs> so we've got Pang Wang Wang and Sam Pang Wang. <laughs> Pang Wang 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 and Sam Pang Wang. Wang, sorry. Sam Pang Wang. Wang. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, yeah. yeah. And penglings. That's in James Penn. <laughs> right. Who's the guy? James Penglings. No, I'm not that photographer. Who's the guy who played Kirk Pengelly? I was thinking. Oh, Kirk Penglings. 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 Yeah, Kirk Penglings. <laughs> Used to play guitar in in, uh, in excess. And the yeah, in Happy Feet in excess. Apple Rose Penglings. <laughs> You have to cut that. <laughs> Marker. <laughs> Let's just not spend too much time on it. Uh, it's all made the more ironic by the fact that Cumberbatch has just landed a voice role in the animated Madagascar spin-off called Penguins on the Loose. Penguins of Madagascar. What did I say? Right? I think I said it yeah. wrong then. No, you said it right then. Okay, cool. Penguin. It's very hard though. Hang on. So. Penguin. But he says it four different ways and he doesn't say it your way, which is penguins. Penguins. <laughs> I, we're doing all the vowels. But hang on, how do you say it? Penguins. Penguin. Yeah, penguin. So if you to break it down, it's like pen as in you write, yeah. and Gwyn as Gwyneth Paltrow. Penguin. Penguin. Ah, uh, penguin. Gwyn. Not Gwen. Gwen. Guinevere. Not yeah, Gwyn. Gwyn. Yeah, Gwen. penguin. 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 <laughs> and that's uh, some of the high quality content you've come to expect from Tofop. <laughs> this is like a good, this would be a good bit for the, like if we were doing promos, <laughs> like if this was commercial radio and they were taking like 30 minutes and 30 seconds of the show to play during the breakfast show the next morning. See what Charlie and Will got up to yesterday on Tofop, Tofop Live for your drive home. Penguin. 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 Tune in next <laughs> for more of that crazy bit. Brought to you by the all new Holden Hughes. We're in charge. Austeria, if you're listening. Uh, we will get back to our penguin facts in a moment, but while, while I was uh, while I was clicking on this, this other thing has come up. Uh, what is the movie that um, not apparently these days, but 10 years ago was the number one uh, film, uh, the number one film of AFL players. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Here's a little article that I've seemed to have clicked for this podcast. Here's some things you did not know about the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Stephen King never cashed his check. Hey, Yep. So the movie's based on Stephen King novella called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. The author sold the rights to his 96-page story to Frank Darabont for just $5,651. What? He sold... Stephen King As a sold joke. But he was story. Stephen King when he sold it, right? Right. But bizarrely, he never cashed the check. According to the Wall Street Journal, King actually framed the check and sent it back to Darabont years after the movie came out with a note that said, in case you ever need bail money, love Steve. That is... The kind of joke that can only be made by a guy who's a multi-millionaire. Right. <laughs> like, he makes that joke. If you owed me $5,000, I would hunt you down every day of your life. There was a friend of mine uh, the other night who was telling me that she was trying to, she was saying she was out with some friends of hers and she wanted this guy to come to the bar, right? And so all they needed to do was go to the guy and like, to, and sort of say, because she was new in this town. She was only in town for this, but these other guys knew this guy, right? So if they'd gone over and say, hey, we're going to this bar, they would have known that like 
hey, my friend's kind of interested yeah, in you, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is what she wanted them to do, but they yeah. wouldn't do it. Why not? And I, well, I thought that was inappropriate. You should always like, for your friend in that yeah, situation, yeah. that's what you're they doing. They didn't want to make him uncomfortable right. or something. No, no, just they, I just don't think they were stepping up to what they're meant to do in friend situation. So anyway, it's a longer story, but I was getting like angry about it. I said, I'm going to ring them. And I said, no, I'm going to wait 10 years and then I'm going to ring them out of the blue. You give me their contact details and I'm going to keep them and make some notes about the point I'm going to make. And then I'm going to, in 10 years time, I'm going to take half a day and I'm going to fucking ring them and tell them why that night they did not fulfill their responsibility as a friend. But here's what I want you to do. About five years from now, when you're having fun with those friends, just mention to them at some stage, hey... About five years from now, you're going to get a phone call. All I need you to do is just listen to it if you're my friend. And I would fucking do that. For 10 years, I would wait for that day. It would give me a purpose to my life. That is possibly the saddest thing I've ever heard, Will. Tim Robbins wasn't the first choice to pay Andy Dufresne. Let me guess. It was Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yes. And uh, who else was a big star at the time? Uh, give me an age bracket. Uh, you were in the right age bracket. Okay. Who's a big star in the mid-90s? Uh, Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks and Kevin uh, Costner both oh, passed yeah. on the movie. Yeah, both passed on it. Kev- well, Tom, you know, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks tried to fucking get on board with the Green Mile, but it was fucking too late, Hanksy. Tom Hanks, I can understand passing it. He's just won two Oscars for Forrest right. Gump. His second Oscar for Forrest Gump. And they Kevin say, Costner, hey, Jay, do you want to do a movie hand. where you get raped in prison? <laughs> if I was Kevin Costner's agent, I'd be like, hey, right. buddy, Waterworld didn't, uh, didn't yeah. really do what we wanted. Maybe you should look at this script. Tom Cruise was really keen, uh-huh. but he wasn't thrilled that Frank Darabont had never directed a feature film before and demanded that Rob Reiner uh, have greater control over the movie. Rob Reiner's involved in it? He was Frank Darabont's mentor, apparently. Yeah, I think Castle Rock, that's Rob Reiner's company. I think <laughs> they produced it. Right. Uh, there was a lot of tension on set between the actors and the first-time director. Really? Yeah, that was that's a pretty good effort for your first ever film. Oh, it's amazing effort! Uh, remember the scene when Andy, played by Tim Robbins, chats to Red, played by Morgan Freeman, yeah. as he throws a baseball in the prison yard. Yeah, that scene actually took nine hours to shoot, and Freeman spent the whole time throwing the baseball back and forth. He didn't complain, but did rock up the next day with his arm in a sling. Can you just read read that bit? But like Morgan Freeman, I threw that ball right. for nine hours. I didn't complain. I uh, just turned up with my arm in a sling. Andy Dufresne didn't look like and much. Andy Dufresne didn't look like a man who could stand in the sun for nine hours. <laughs> Throwing a ball. Throwing a ball. Back and forth. One day I'm going to be in a Batman movie. You got to get busy living or get busy throwing. Uh, okay. Uh, like father, like son. At one stage during the film, we see Red's parole papers. The photos attached aren't of a young Morgan Freeman or a random extra. It's actually a photo of Morgan Freeman's son, Alfonso. Alfonso Freeman. Alfonso Freeman. Is he a superhero villain? Uh, <laughs> Alfonso Freeman. Uh, no. The water that Andy crawled through in the sewage pipe. During 25 his miles attempt. of sh- the filthiest shit and ground. <laughs> he crawled uh, through a river of shit. Was actually toxic. Oh, good. We got a local chemist to test the quality of the water, and he said the water is absolutely lethal, said designer Terence Marsh who did not pass on that information (laughs) (laughs) to anyone. Uh, Is that serious? Yep. Apparently, Robbins agreed to film the scene in the dangerous water as long as there was a hot shower nearby to get clean immediately afterwards. Many people consider... Tim Robbins crawled through a river of shit. (laughs) Many people consider The Shawshank Redemption to be their favourite film, including... Every AFL player player of the 90s and early 2000s. In that uh, junk time, they had Kudafidis on as a guest and they asked him about... I don't think he quite got what they were getting at. Uh, Who is the most famous fan in the world of The Shawshank Redemption? You should actually be able to get this. Oh, it's been a while since we've played a game of Guess Who here on the podcast. Uh, So here we go. I can give you yes or no answers. You can ask me questions. Am I Australian? No. And they're the biggest fan of Shawshank Biggest fan of Shawshank Redemption in the world. And probably the most famous fan of the Shawshank Redemption in the world. Should I know who this person is? Yes, you will know who they are. Um, am I... And it will become apparent to you why perhaps they would have had an affinity with that movie as well, if that's not too much uh-huh, of a clue. It feels like it's a bit of a clue. Yeah. Um, was I formally incarcerated? Yes. Am I Nelson Mandela? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your clue is a bit too thick. 
But thank you, because normally I'm terrible at celebrity head. That's going to be my first ever two-step move, right? right? He would have been wrapped. When, I wouldn't. He would have been wrapped when Morgan Freeman, when Red actually ended up playing <laughs> him in a movie. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. I could love to see. I think of Nelson Mandela sitting at home, his feet up on a couch. You know, Winnie's sitting beside him. They got like a tub of popcorn. That's weird because Winnie's. You know, you haven't. Win, oh, okay. Him and Winnie. That's oh. Oh, that's a long. Well, but no, in the nineties, are they? Sort of oh, you mean in the nineties? Well, when it right. came out. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Well, when did they break up? Well, I mean, he was in prison for all those years. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got out of prison, and they broke up. Basically, he got out in the early nineties, right? Yeah, I guess. So. I guess. Yeah, and it came out ninety four. Right. Shawshank. I think it was ninety four. Ninety three, ninety four. I could see him with his feet up. He's got the cup of Milo. <laughs> I guess they probably don't show you Shawshank in a prison. That's just no, giving that's people the, ideas. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then hand out posters. Yeah, well, Why did everyone want to post the next <laughs> week? That's really, what did we show last week? Sure. Oh, we fuck. We shoot. Nah. Well, violence is down, but orders and posters and little uh, rock chisels are up. <laughs> Massive. Uh, I, I, I'm going through my list now. Here's uh, eight things you didn't know. Oh, it's back to happy. Uh, no, no, we'll, we'll go back to happy in a minute. But okay, what, are we still on short We're going through a list. No, no, we, oh, we've, what's I the other list? This will because I've clicked them all in the same file. Oh so shit! I, so essentially, when I get you're rid like of the one, human Buzzfeed, eight right. things you didn't know about. Go on, eight things you didn't know about Peter Dinklage. He's a vegetarian. That's why he's so short. You've got <laughs> Toe up fact: <laughs> being a vegetarian doesn't make you short. Peter is a committed vegetarian, stating, I like animals, all animals. I wouldn't hurt a cat or a dog. Couldn't, though, could he? Because, I mean, he's about the size of like a one. lion. It's yeah. like fighting. Like, <laughs> that's it. Sorry. You I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. It was just hard to. Or a chicken or a cow. He's filmed advertisements oh for Peter. Oh, my God. Did you just say, or a chicken or a cow? Yeah. Is that his line? Yeah. So he was a big fan of Pluck a Duck. <laughs> I've got a chicken <laughs> or a cow. Pluck a duck and pluck it now. You always wanted to be Pluck a Duck. Um, you've heard his voice before. One of P- Peter's yeah, earlier roles. Held. Next. All right, okay. <laughs> it's the only English fact I know. All right. Um, what about this then? Uh, he was George R.R. R. Martin's first choice. For Tyrion Lannister? Yeah. Is it Tyrion? Yeah. No other partner. No other actor was for the even looked at for that part. Well, you know, I mean. Really, it's well, that's a good point, actually. Him and, yeah, mini me. You, you're the, my only choice apart from the other four guys that currently work in the industry. Well, it's like one of those things. I went for an audition the other day to host like a show on Sci-Fi Channel. Like, again, it wasn't a thing that I was probably going to get, but like, it was like, it was essentially they're going to do some version of like the soup, essentially, for Sci-Fi. And uh, like, you in a room, and it was like with a bunch of other comedians who I know who are around my sort of level. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is clearly who they're going for. It's yeah. nice to even be in this, this company. But like, it's got to be even more so for like, if you're a little person who's oh, an actor yeah. in Hollywood, That's you're going to be seeing the same. It's much more exclusive. Club. Like if you are one of those other actors, you're like, so Dinklage said no to this, right? <laughs> so that's interesting. You have had that experience that as an actor, I've had a million times, the amount of times I've walked into a room and I see four versions of myself or at least how I'm perceived. It's very disconcerting. You're like, that's, you're my contemporary? I thought I was, oh my God, that's what I'm like. You guys see me like this. Right. Is it normally okay though or is it terrible? Uh, no, but I know what my type is and it's right. very white bread. Right. Like it's upstanding, clean cut white bread. Like I don't get, it's not like a bunch of sexy Tom Hardy, you know, uh, broody dudes. Like one of those guys where, where you're just like, oh my God, this is like an underbelly casting. Well, no, you know how like every romantic comedy... There's the couple that should be together, but she's engaged to the okay. nice guy. That's you. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you're Dylan Moran in Shaun of the Dead. Well, yeah, you're exactly. not even a nice guy. He, yeah, no, I'm more like, a, I'm more like, like you know what? I'm like the James Marsden. You know, right. James Marsden yeah. is just like, you know, he's not No, he's a nice guy, but he's he just not this, right for you. No, but he's not going to be a bad guy yeah. or like particularly funny. He's just putting, yeah. we're just going to put you there. Uh, Peter Dinklage was Bruce Springsteen's neighbor. I just got an image of them having a barbecue because <laughs> their wives or whatever are like, you know, they're at the table talking and they're at the barbecue like guys do. And right. I get to see like 
You can just see Dinklage's head peeking out of the barbecue and he's turning his veggie burger. I mean, Springsteen's not massive either, so like it's actually probably like no. I, th- I always thought Bruce Springsteen was a big yeah, dude because his presence, man. But yeah. he's actually not that tall. Have you seen that dude? Have you seen what he looks like now? Like Bruce Springsteen recently? Yeah, fucking he's good fit as fuck. As fuck, but he, he looks does, like he's getting injected with virgin. His shows go three hours still. He has to be but that. He fit. looks younger than yeah. me, and he's what? He's sixty, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Fucking hell, man! That dude was born to run. Uh, while growing up in New Jersey Dinklage had a very famous neighbour Bruce Springsteen the superstar used to come over and play guitar at the Dinklage household so there maybe was a barbecue fucking situation so I was thinking they lived together now now, this big star when he was a kid and uh, although Peter's mother was reportedly unimpressed by Bruce Mum, he's the highest selling artist in the country. No, he's yeah. always playing that guitar. Plinky, plinky, plink. Hey, you're not the boss in this house. <laughs> I'm the boss of this house. Uh, all right. Uh, that's just about his theatre writing. Okay, I think we're done with Peter Dinklage. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get back to the happy facts. Happy facts. Uh, <clears throat> uh, blind people. Oh, this is going to be this has all come together well. I'm about to find out something happy about being blind. So this is good news. Uh, blind people smile despite having never seen someone smile before. It's just a natural human reaction. Oh, that is nice. Oh, that is nice. I mean, I've seen people smile before, so I won't smile because I'll just be unhappy that I'm blind. <laughs> oh, my God. That doesn't mean that, like... like it's not you get something you can't feel I know that I have blind uh, listeners to the show we were talking about being blind recently and somebody told me I'm not having to go they know that they know they're blind well they know they're blind I imagine well I hope so if you're out there listening and you keep walking into some (laughs) things and you can't explain it then imagine if this was their huzzah moment they're like (laughs) oh I'd never really had occurred to me that that would be the case I've Adam Sandler movies it's because I can't see them no 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 they're just (laughs) terrible no no that's Your instincts have been heightened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's good news for me when I go blind. Uh, You'll still be able to smile. (laughs) Smile. Yeah, that is good news. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) The voice of Minnie Mouse and the voice of Mickey Mouse. Do I have to guess who it is? No. Ah. Got married in real life. Mickey and Minnie actually oh my, got... Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh. Do you think... marriage. Oh. Do you think they ever do the voices together? Oh, they totally. must have, at least. Oh. Like, if you... Oh, Minnie. Wouldn't you let me get goofy on you right now? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have to. Totally. I'll show you my sorcerer's apprentice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the last man to walk on the moon... Gene Cernan. Who? Yeah, no one cares about the no, last the man. last or, man walking yeah, the whatever, room. mate. Fucking shut it when you... Shut the door when you fucking come back, mate. <laughs> Grab the flag, tiger. Uh, the last man to walk on the moon, Gene Cernan, promised his daughter he'd write her initials on the moon. In piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did, in piss. He did, and her initials, TDC, will probably be on the moon for tens of thousands of years. So fucking old Gene Cernan went out there and fucking graffitied the moon. I'm sick of all this graffiti. It's not art. It's polluting our public spaces. He was like the original Banksy. Yeah, exactly. He was like Banksy in space. You've got, you own a bit of the moon, don't you? Yeah, I do, actually. You bought some. I bought some for Amy. How much well, did you buy? What, how, many, how many feet or hectares? I don't know. Like a symbolic amount? I mean, seriously, let's imagine the world is somehow, in a fantasy world... We're ruining the planet and right. we're headed towards environmental yeah, catastrophe. It's, um, let, hang on. Crazy hey guys, fantasy you're going to have to suspend your imagination. <laughs> yeah. But imagine, imagine that we had destroyed the only one place we had to live yeah. and it was beyond the point of no return and we had to come up with like a plan B. <laughs> like just imagine this fictional crazy scenario. Crazy scenario that we continue to poison the planet. Yeah. So you, do you reckon, because you bought it through a company, so it's yeah. licensed, right? Uh-huh. And it's meant to be official. Yeah. So it's they meant start to be, yes. going to the moon. Yes. Do you bring that out? Just say humanity's at stake. Obviously, we're all not going to go to the moon because limited numbers. Right. So they do it. They draw like a they draw straws. Yeah. So just say four million of Earth's survivors yeah. get to repopulate the moon. You're one of them. Yeah. 
at any point. All the people who've bought a bit of the moon get to go first. And then I get up there and I fucking rally them and I say, we stop these fucking <laughs> people coming stop up the here. Ships. Stop the ships coming up here. Fucking taking, taking our moon. moon. <laughs> and then slowly you let a few of them come in to do the jobs on the moon that you really yeah, hate. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to fucking take care of the whole thing. But then you realize that you don't have the expertise. So then you let in a few highly skilled people. Right, uh, yeah, but they have to have the proper yeah, qualifications probably, probably, to yeah. get into the moon. Yeah. And, and then some people started getting persecuted on Earth and they come here looking for help like one of the two and we're just like, no, uh, no mate. not enough room. No, fuck it, mate. I bought this bit of land. You should have thought <laughs> things in advance. You I should have had. You know what you should have had when you were on Earth? Money to waste on a symbolic <laughs> gesture for a loved one. Just because you haven't lived a life where you can flippantly, flippantly buy a bit of the moon <laughs> as, a, as joke, a romantic gesture. Not realizing that we're headed to an environmental apocalypse. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he got up there and fucking put a dick and balls on the moon. <laughs> and like, he did a pressed fruit bowl right into the moon. Imagine if he was the last one and he did do that. They that did, was a- but there are, there's, there's, there's actually bags of, um, astronaut shit still on the moon. Yeah. But like, I mean, imagine if he drew, like, he's like, what are you doing out there, Gene? Like, and he's the last one out there and you know, it's the last huge mission to the moon. He's just trying to use dick and balls <laughs> and it's not until the next day when the moon comes out. It's like... Oh, fucking Santa. Uh-huh. What a prankster. Yeah, I actually, that to me sums up why the fact that a dick and balls is still funny. Like you draw a dick and balls uh-huh. and it makes people laugh. That is why I think like Snapchat and all that stuff, it works. It doesn't work in reverse. When guys Snapchat girls, I'm always like, what are you going to send them? Right. You ugly dick. Like dicks are ugly. Like girls, I had a girl, a friend of mine described penises thusly, and I think it's perfectly explained it. She says, all dicks are gross. Right. Then you find a dick you like, and it's the best dick there is. Right. It's the, but, best, of, but it's the best of the bad bunch. It's, it's, the the best, fast, it's the fastest walker. No, but you have to dig, once you like the person behind the dick, then it's a great dick. But oh, yeah, you don't right. just want to see a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah, like not by guys, itself. Guys, on the other hand, we're like boobs, vagina, bum, whatever. But dicks aren't, don't have that aesthetic quality. They're hideous. I reckon it's the balls that are letting him down. I reckon if the dick went solo, do you know what I mean? Like if the dick only came oh, with the know, dick, man. but you're like, he's always bringing fucking balls with him. They're At both- least the dick is like, because you know what? Women like have like, uh, here's, okay, well, here's my point. Like when a woman will have a vibrator, right? Yeah. Which is kind of vaguely dick shaped. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are actually dick shaped. Very but like, but no you one know, has balls. They, like it's rare that they whack the balls on as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're like, no, 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 no. We're keeping the good bit and we're getting rid of the balls. Yeah. So like, you know, to be honest, like, you know, the balls are kind of like Zach Galifianakis's character from the fucking hangover. They're yeah. like, you had to tag along. And yeah. everyone's like, we don't want these guys to come because they're fucking dickhead mates. So do you reckon come. if there was a cosmetic procedure, yeah. where you could get your balls tucked yeah. away, yeah. but it wouldn't affect your ability to reproduce or whatever, that no. dudes would get it done? Yeah. Hide the balls away. Yeah. Ball away. Scrape be gone. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds more like an adult Harry Potter. <laughs> Scrotimus. Scrotimus. Uh, now, what, uh, what What do you mean? Like, what, well, just say, so they, there was yeah, a, I mean, I there's think, a pain-free yeah. procedure yeah. in which they uh, cut a slit, you know, in your perineum and yeah. they tucked your balls away and they said, look, they're going to rise and fall as they need to to be, stay regulated. Yeah. They're just not going to be external. Would you take that procedure? Yeah, like internal. But just put them inside. Yeah. Like, you know, just I, like where they should be in the first place. Well, no, but they have to... That's uh, me miming rise and fall because they're going to be regulated. You know, yeah, yeah, right. but like they're, they're in this new operation. Okay, we've, so we've, the, we've come up with air something air that con. like, they, yeah. They put a little, put a little tiny air, air con in, yeah. <laughs> little air conditioning. Yeah, and then you just get rid of the balls. Feet up and just because relax. you want to get hit on them, they're like, you know, you have to kind of put them in, like, you know, with pants. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know what I mean? Balls are a hassle. Yeah, balls are a hassle. Especially as we get older because they're getting lower and tangled in shit more often. Right. Have you noticed that in summer? Oh, man. It's the worst. Like, they get everywhere. Like, women have to worry about their breasts sagging and, oh, my God. But your balls, and they're horribly awkward. They're in the worst spot for sitting down. Right. If it's summer. Even they know they shouldn't be part of you. If it's summer and you're not wearing underpants, you're just wearing shorts. So, say right. you get up and, you know, you're just going in the house and you sit down too quickly without yeah. thinking about it, yeah. you can sit on your own balls. Yeah. Yes. Old men get them caught in the toilet seat. What? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> that's what we have to look forward to. That's like our future. Getting our old fucking saggy balls in, in that look like let's pioneer this ball surgery. Um, they must already have ball tucks. Like they'd already have oh, ball, ball tucks. Ball like lifts. yeah, ball lifts. Staple. Like where you just kind of like up and staple it. yeah, exactly. You just like you know tighten up the sack a little. But they're still out there to get hit. Right. Yeah. I know. I just think internal. Like that's the way to go. Right. 
I guess, I guess, yeah. You're going for but where would you put it? You put balls them, up. You put them between your, th- like, in the... Just where they go, in there somewhere. Yeah, just cavity. in there. I yeah. mean, I guess if someone punched you hard in the, like, stomach, they could get your balls and it would hurt more. But yeah. I'd still... It can't re- be any worse. I'd still prefer them indoors. They'd probably start for cricketers and football players. Yes. They'd probably start for professionals to be getting it done, like, to stop that, you know, happening to them. And then everyone would be like, hey, I want to be, like, my favourite sports person. Here these balls. Like, like when... Uh, cyclists who are weekend cyclists started fucking shaving their legs yeah, yeah, yeah. to go on your weekend fucking you're not you're not in the fucking Tour de France why are you fucking shaving down but there's dudes who just shave their legs just to shave them why though because it's, it's a cosmetic it's, this is the thing man like manscaping is out of control now like it's really the crazy thing is you can not tell the difference between like do you remember when footballers used to look like footballers yep and now they all get their hair cut, fancy haircuts, and they wear like designer clothes and stuff, and some of them tan and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know if we're at the tail end of that Magnum PI generation. Right. Where it's like, you know, yeah, you should have a bit of hair. I mean, I definitely right. like manicure. I believe in manicuring. Sure. But this, the waxing of the eyebrows and the fake tanning and stuff, it's like somehow. We poisoned women's minds for about 50 uh-huh. years about appearance. And now we're like, oh, my God, 50% of the market is, un- is like untapped. Yeah. So now they've got fucking guys. It's our best, it's our best chance at equality is them just ruining all of us. Instead of like us all just accepting who we are and what we are, like, no, they've just decided that we'll just ruin all make, of us. Make us hate ourselves. Yeah. Like constantly and, be, and contradict the messages that have been sent. It's insane. Like I spend quite a bit of time at the gym. Because, you know, like I, my job, I have to kind of stay fit. But I see dudes at the You've gym. You've got a job at the gym? <laughs> yeah. I've got, to, I've got to clean the floor. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I see dudes there like, you know, I mean, I'll go on and do what I have to do. But I'm not obsessive about it. Maybe three or four times a week. But there'll be dudes in there who I'm just like, do you have jobs? Like, what right. are you doing there? And also, what are you getting fit for? Like, I get if you're getting fit for a reason. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you're keeping your fit for your job, your job or if you're an athlete yeah. or if you're like, I get that. But the people who are just getting fit for no fucking reason at all, I'm like, why just... But isn't it... Don't you think it's crazy that we... I bought cake at the <laughs> Sunset Markets last night. I went for a walk and on my walk I bought cake. But they have these markets on a Thursday night and this guy at home makes these cakes and they're fucking delicious. And so I got two of them because I was going to save one for today because I thought you'd like some cake and then I ate both those cakes last <laughs> night on the fucking couch while I was watching TV. And I was happy. Yeah. Much happier than ever going to the gym ever made me. Yeah. I, I like exercising. I, you know that what said, I, think- I am going blind in one of my eyes yeah. today. So and that might be because I had... Yeah, well. so, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I started doing yoga. And I'm actually really getting into... Because I feel like I'll be able to keep doing this gym stuff for a little bit longer. Yeah. But but eventually, like, it's hard. Like, it's actually hard work. I feel physically tired a lot of the time. Yeah, because you're lifting heavy things. But I'm also, like, not 25 anymore. No. Like, it's it's hard. Like, the recovery is harder. It's like going out... You can't drink like you used to. Oh, my God. But um, yoga is... I just... I used to make so much fun of people who did yoga. And I used to hate drinking whiskey. Now I'm in my late 30s and I find that I'm drinking whiskey and doing yoga. There's all these things I used to make fun of people as being old. That's an old person's thing to do. And now I'm doing it. I like a really quiet weekend. Right. Where we go around, maybe we look at houses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll do yoga together. Tom Ballard has a joke where he says, you're old if you look at uh, like real estate like ads in windows in a place you have no intention of moving. Oh and I God. do that all, all the time. The time. <laughs> Like on Saturday, I'll go through the LA Times looking at like places like that I'm never going to buy. Oh, it's so weird. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of good, but like that obsession, that obsession with kind of, it just makes me wonder what are we distracting ourselves from? You know, is it? Well, we're, just, a, we're distracting ourselves from, from the, fact the fact that, that there is no real meaning. And then that, so we'd like, you well, know. But we developed a civilization, you know, in, like of the sorts. idea of sorts. But <laughs> yeah. the idea behind it was well, if we, you know, develop technologies that will enable us not to have to, you know, toil yeah. on farms and stuff, then uh, maybe we can pursue. But that hasn't happened. No. In We're fact, still, if anything, we've become more a slave to our jobs because of And technology. so now we create, it's like our bodies crave movement. Yeah. And so we've, now we have other little buildings you can go to to you know stretch your muscles and walk around and like it's like this is crazy we're simulate why are we simulating the physical labor it's sort of one or the other develop the civilization so you don't have to do that right. but don't 
do both. That's like one of the. Do weirdest- you reckon some farmer is like, oh, I can't wait till I, you know, sell lots of crops and buy a house and move to the city, and then I'm just going to go to the gym and fucking push weights? No, he doesn't right, want to fucking no. do that because he's a farmer. Yeah, as soon as he fucking makes enough money, he just wants to be able to retire. I mean, it, again, it's not. I mean, I'm I'm not a health model to anyone, but. I, when, when I stopped going to the gym and exercising because I had to because of my hips but and just started walking every day instead like I've never been fitter like yeah, I've right. lost heaps of weight really? it's so good for my body if you just naturally move instead of like you know having to because do this artificial thing like yeah. I mean you can't be big and bulky like you no, have to no. go to the gym no, but, but you're like, healthy but you're healthy like yeah. and I still drink and I still like eat the shit food that I want to eat it's just Walking, just thing, walking, yeah. and like it's. I remember, but again, that's an old person. Russell Crowe, just go for a walk. What's that film that Russell Crowe did where he got really fat? The Insider, is that the one? Yeah, yeah, the Insider. Yeah. And I remember reading an interview with him, and they said, "How did you put the weight on? Was it like did you gorge?" And he mm. said, "No, it's actually about remaining sedentary. The less you move around, right, the weight just doesn't shift. So he still just ate normally. He just would get cabs instead of walking somewhere. You know, he would take an elevator instead of taking the stairs. He would get someone else to throw a phone at someone. <laughs> like, just not wasting any calories. He'd get someone else to throttle a guy because he didn't read his poem at the Baptist. <laughs> like uh, a group of flamingos yep. is called... A gay. A flamboyance. Oh, it's close. A flamboyance of flamingos. That's quite nice. Uh, a group of ferrets is called... A gay... <laughs> podcast got a little homophobic i'm here in west hollywood charlie you can't we've already what is it nothing homophobic about saying gay could be a collective term you could say a gay of oh yeah of course i know I mighty graph floats yeah uh a group of uh, ferrets is called a business of ferrets that's odd yeah all right uh when you were born yeah. you were for however brief an amount of time dead the youngest person on the planet. Oh, yeah, it's true. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. You well, think, well, that's if one want, thing I've got to claim, right. claim to fame. If, yeah, former youngest person <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I've achieved nothing else in my life. Well, it's, it's like one of those things where it's... Okay, actually, I'm going to... You'll enjoy this. So, Will is just... Um, grabbing one of his posters off the wall, as in a poster for one of his shows. So, um, for my 40th birthday, Mr. James... Hang on. Sorry. For my 40th birthday, uh, Mr. James Fosdyke, who designs uh, the Tofop art and does uh, all my posters, made me a uh, poster, a special poster for my very last show. Um, so simply irresistible will, and it's like uh, the yeah. So he's done this poster, but so it's got after sixty tours, forty-five countries, two point four million Batman impersonations, <laughs> and seven hip replacements. Now the thing I love about this poster is there's just things in it that I keep like discovering, and it makes me like laugh. A, so uh, so down there's Wally. So down the bottom he's written like he's all these fictional sort of awards, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like on the poster. So winner. Best comedy performance, except a will, uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2022. Winner, best comedy performance, Willigerant, Edmund Friedman 2013. <laughs> Winner, best comedy performance, Goog, Goog Will It, Sydney Comedy Festival 2037. Winner, best comedy performance, Morning After Will, JFL Montreal 2039. Winner, best comedy performance, Willicit Substance, Titan CF 2041. <laughs> <laughs> Winner, best comedy performance, I'm in a wheelchair, Moon Fringe 2044. Winner, best comedy performance, The Willusionist, Earth 2 Comedy Festival 2047. <laughs> but it's the last one that to me is just the bit of genius that really brings this home. Uh, best c- nominee, best comedy performance for Something Something Will 2051. <laughs> Now, I love that it's something, something will, but I love that even in this fictional fucking... Co- I only got nominated that year. Like, <laughs> nominee. I won all these other fix. Who the fuck beat me in that year? Fuck happened in 2051. Nominee. You are a small, petty little man. I am. All right. <laughs> Back to happy facts. Um, what I'm, my point is that everyone on this planet, if you're sitting there going, you know, I have nothing to... Uh, oh, I was going to brag sneeze. about. Is it coming? For a small amount of time, you were the youngest person. Hear it? I know. Oh. 
There it goes. On the planet. That's a good fact. A chemical called oxycontin. Oxycontin. Oh, no. Oxytocin, sorry. A chemical called oxytocin is released when people cuddle, helping to heal physical wounds. I do not buy that for a second. So well, that's what you need at a, like a crime scene. You need that free hugs guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a war zone. That's yeah, how you yeah. need to send the Running free hugs around, guy. hugging people. Hugging people like a Florence Nightingale. Imagine like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan if just one guy was running around. Arms <laughs> just open, hugging people. Trying to cuddle them. Cows have best friends. Oh, I hope it's not the, I hope it's not the guy who works the abattoir because that's going to be <laughs> awkward. I assume there were other cows, but maybe oh, not. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell originally wanted people to greet each other on the phone by saying, What the fuck, dickhead? Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bell, we're not sure. He that's... said, I embedded it. <laughs> what the fuck, dickhead? It's in. Bell says so. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bell, do you often refer to yourself in the third person? Bell don't want to answer that <laughs> shit. The bell. He calls himself the bell. <laughs> Ding dong. The bell tolls for thee, motherfucker. <laughs> his brother um, played for Frio. Peter Bell. Peter Bell, really? So that is his brother. Uh, he wanted people <laughs> to greet each other on the phone by saying, Ahoy! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Mr. Burns do that in Simpsons? Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. He says, ahoy, hoy. Not fuck you, dickhead. <laughs> uh, rats laugh when tickled. Oh, that's sad. Find a rat and you tickle it, it'll laugh. Is that like, is that a snitch as well? A snitch will laugh if you tickle him? Yeah, probably. Squirrels. Squirrels. Masturbate. Forgetting. <laughs> forget it. <with> their, <laughs> they are forever playing with, with their, their nuts. nuts. Uh, squirrels forgetting where they put their acorns result... In thousands of new trees every year. Oh, so they're just forgetful. They put their acorns down and fucking trees grow. And they're like, where the fuck did I put those acorns? Fucking hippies. Wasn't it near where that... Fuck, there's a tree there. Ah. (laughs) Screw you, Groot. A monkey... (laughs) Scroot. Scroot. A monkey was once tried and convicted for smoking a cigarette (laughs) in South Bend, Indiana. No, it wasn't. (laughs) It would have been handy if that monkey had diplomatic immunity. That's what that (laughs) is. (laughs) Um, that's it. That's my facts. They're my happy facts. Well done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's 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 probably enough. Is it enough? Yeah. Well, we we're done? We're, like we're fifty-five. So fifty-five. I mean, we've got five, five minutes of five juice. minutes of juice. Um, what do you got? Well, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I know it's been a while since it came out. That's right. Well, it means that we don't have to do as many spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, that um, I I really enjoyed the second half. I thought the second half was really funny and kind of actiony in a good way. Um, the first half I, I wasn't quite as into. I'd like to say it again because I think that once you like the characters and know them, I think if I went back and like watched it again, I think I would enjoy the first half more yeah. as well. But it moves at a fucking great pace. Like they don't stop down for much. Mm. But I thought there was enough funny stuff in it and I really thought like I thought it was Batista's best thing that he's ever fucking done, Right. Yeah, but what, what's your what second favorite Batista role? No, but he was great. Against. Like you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, they put fucking Batista in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought that Vin Diesel, the best thing he's ever done, <laughs> really fucking nailed those three words. Um, I mean, for someone who only says the same thing all film, he did actually. I thought did a great job with that. I mean, that would have been at least a five minute recording session. I am group. I am group. I am group. I am group. I didn't know anything about Chris Pratt. And Do you then, not watch uh, Parks and Recreation? No, I, I knew him. He was. I once wrote a very mean joke about him when I was writing for a glossy magazine back in Australia, where they sent me some paparazzi photos of him and Anna Faris on the beach, and it was back when he was very fat. Yep. And uh, they were cuddling, and my caption was, <laughs> "Here we go." Chris Pratt is full of love for his wife Anna Faris. Yeah. Dot 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 and gravy. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, every. <laughs> Every lady likes some gravy, <laughs> some sweet, delicious crisp. But I didn't gravy. know. I had not. I didn't know anything else about him. And then I saw all the promo stuff he was doing before the film. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's incredible. Yeah. He's like, he's so funny. Uh, and mate, he's so, so I actually think I liked the promotion he did for right. Guardians of the Galaxy more than I liked the film. Because then when I saw him in the film, I was like, I was a bit disappointed. I didn't think he was off the leash enough. I thought 
he seems so funny and quick and likable. I mean, yeah. he was well, you've got to watch Parks and Rec because he's so fucking funny in that show. Yeah, like right. he's really, really great in yeah. that show. Yeah, I mean, he's a star. Like he's definitely a star. But I just sort of felt like that character could have been funnier. Well, the better. second one, they'll probably give them more room for that as well. I, I think. guess I had a lot of characters to introduce. I mean, right. to be honest, I guess it's such a weird concept. And I actually started reading. I went back and read the first two collected editions of it to try and. And I hate cosmic comics like right. i'm not into kind of sci-fi cosmic kind of comics and it's kind of funny because one of the characters in the, in the in the comic book actually also hates being in a he often says he hates all this cosmic stuff because it's all about like alternate dimensions right. and weird aliens and stuff i just it's just a language I'm, I'm not but then you see the film and it makes it much more digestible like i thought they did a really good job with that and when i saw the previews i thought it was going to be too comedy or like quirky or like whatever and i felt like they actually handled all that stuff yeah. pretty well as well i think that well the thing is i think the comedy was the standout more than the action stuff i actually can't really think of any of the action scenes but i remember more of the kind of comedy moments but yeah you're right it kind of moved at a click with the action but there's not that many i mean there's that it great wasn't thing like inventive or anything right yeah even well, the, even the bad. prison scene like where he's like where he gets that guy to like, what does he need? The wheelchair from the, oh no, it wasn't oh, yeah, the whatever, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. But yeah. Or the uh, dude with the arrow. Oh yeah, that was yeah, good. That was a good scene. Yeah. But no, it's all right. I think you're, I think this, I'm the same as you. I feel like I need to see it again because I didn't get enough. I was trying to take in too much Have stuff. Have you seen any good, uh, what, Boyhood. We both saw oh, Boyhood. Oh yeah, yeah. Now Dave Anthony had told me that it was brilliant, but I went and saw it when I was in Seattle and I can't remember when I've enjoyed a movie as much as I enjoyed that movie. I really walked out of the cinema. I, it's like, you know, two hours and 40 or whatever, and I did not look at my watch once. Like, yeah. it just... I mean, I've always liked Richard Linklater's films. Yeah. Like, I liked all those Days Before Sunrise and all those ones one as well. My, I think Days and Confused is one of my all-time favourite films. I think that's one of the most perfect films about being a teenager ever. Right. But this is... The thing that I loved about this was, like, it's not like... It's not like Richard Linklater is fucking James Cameron or Christopher Nolan, where you're like... Oh yeah, he's gonna just try and do this whole like epic thing that, there's or no like Peter big, Jackson or no whatever, right? It's all intimate. It's but he's all... done this thing where over like ten years or twelve years or however long he's been working on this thing and making this amazing work of art. Like it's a film, but it's so much more than a fucking film. Mm. Like it's, it's it is. That's it's exactly the first right. time we've ever seen. So like I know everyone's up. like, oh, well, you know, like when you go and see Avatar, you're like, this is the first time we've ever seen this technology. Yeah, but this is also the first time we've ever seen someone do this. Yeah, like actually watch. Like, you know, like tell the story of what it's really like for someone to like grow don't, up. Don't it's you, amazing. Don't you find what it d does to you, that film? Because I saw it at the Sydney Film Festival earlier in the year. Yeah. And everyone who saw it was just in this, had the same feeling, which is like, because it's, it's almost works on a subconscious level that you see this kid grow up. And so by the end of the film, you feel like you know this family. Yeah. Because you've seen them all change. Like, and it's so beautifully plotted where there aren't these big sort of like key plot moments. It's one of the great things I loved about the movie is there's never a like two years later or whatever. They'll just drive in and out. Yeah. He, he Maybe you'll work it out. Yeah, the music yeah. might change a bit. But, yeah. not, but not like suddenly it's the 80s, suddenly it's the 90s. Like yeah. you actually need to know that like that song came out before this song to kind of get that. Yeah. But secondly... Like the fact that like often a scene will end like you know there's a beautiful scene and again there's no real spoilers in this like movie but there's a beautiful scene where like he's in this new school and there's like a cute girl that he's loving and you just see the last shot of this like is like him kind of connecting with this girl and this look and then that's it then it's like you know eighteen months later or whatever yeah, and you're like yeah. because yeah that's and then that's never referenced it's you never meet that girl again because mm -hmm. of course you don't yeah. because it's not like the person that you're friends with that yeah. It was I mean the risk the risk of making that film, like I've arrived Richard Linklater as well. But the when you think about what he had to do in that film, I mean that's what I just understand is how he sold that to investors. Because at any stage someone could have pulled out or maybe the What if accident. the kid couldn't act or there was yeah, something went wrong or someone yeah, died like, or you're fucked. But I mean, thank God it came off because yeah, I think it's one of the more sublime kind of cinema experiences I've, there's been a bit of a backlash i don't know if it's happened here but no in there has been but fuck well, those people, people. Well, people like oh it's just a gimmick film it's, it's not like, a gimmick it's not a gimmick film. it's not at all because the challenge is much tougher with this because they don't put in any kind of like big plot points it is literally you just watch someone grow up and it's all the kind of even the mundane stuff is right. quite beautiful because it's so beautiful i mean that's what gus van sant and our link later do really well is just observe the camera just is in the room and you kind of feel like the actors have either improvised it 
or they've rehearsed it to a point where I mean, just so, so you forget you're watching a family, and you know the actors, you recognize their faces, right. but you forget after a while. It's just so beautiful. Ah, anyone like I mean, anyone who thinks like because I was worried that maybe the gimmick would be overwhelming, but yeah. the gimmick it's a classic example of the gimmick perfectly serving the story. Yeah, like that's the story you tell mm. because that's what you need to do is actually see them grow up, and it's a, such a story about. A life of when good things, bad things, and yeah. indifferent things happen. Exactly. Like, you know, that's man, it. like, it's the indifferent stuff, though. Right. That's what makes it unique is that if it was a, a Hollywood film or a, like a biopic, it would be highlights, both low and high. And you've Whereas, got to have a reason to show them at blah, blah, blah yeah, age yeah. in a Hollywood film. Yeah. To like, even if you're going to age them or like play young actor, old actor, you're like, well, we're going back to his mm. childhood because we're trying to tell you this. Whereas this is more like, we're just checking in almost. And there's a beautiful moment. I don't know if it's sort of spoilerish, but um, Patricia Arquette, who plays his mum, you know, she's a single mum who's grown up with him as the audience has. And there's a bit where he's getting ready to go to college and she has this little sort of mini breakdown. And she's like, I've just, that's it. Like, I've just gone, I was, I was, I was a, a wife, now I'm a mum and now you're gone. And that's right. it. And it just, I had a total uh, identifying with that with, with my mum because, you know, I've talked about it before where, you know, I read her diary and it's like, holy shit, from the age of like 20 something, she was a mum. And then all her dreams and all her aspirations, all that went out the window in service of, a kid and that kid doesn't necessarily owe you anything or have to thank you for it they can just go and you're just left with nothing like it's a huge very profound kind of moment i thought you know it's really i i mean i hope it i don't know i mean award shows whatever but i just hope it gets the recognition that i think it deserves you know i think it's a really really important film especially when indie film is kind of dying, you know, and, and, and Hollywood films and blockbusters are sort of pushing the smaller films out, someone does a film like that, and I just reckon it transcends everything, you know. It's not about big stars or anything. It's just a really great film with a really clever idea behind it. Yeah, and if someone's willing to dedicate that much of their life, you know, to making something and to make it then so beautifully. Like, I mean, I just watched... And, like, I think we felt that loss in a way that you wouldn't feel in any other film. Like, when the mum was like, said, this is it, you're like, oh, this is it for us too. Yeah, yeah we're going to say goodbye to Like, this I've kid, just yeah. literally watched someone. I've met them yeah. and then felt like I watched this person You're part of the grow family. up. Yeah. And now I don't get to, like, see them again. Yeah. And the way they... Unless sh- he's working on a 30-year sequel, which <laughs> would be very impressive. And the way they split the stories between, like, you know, you thought, oh, the Ethan Hawke character, dad's going to be this dropout dad, but no, you felt no, sympathy no. for him. Right. You know, and that's how a lot of families are now where the parents are split up and they share, you know... Uh, custody of the kid it's right. like and it's it's a normal I just they I just didn't hate each other they weren't right for each no. other they were like they weren't perfect he for each changed, other they she changed they both made their own mistakes you know they yeah owned yeah. up to their responsibilities good film yeah it was fucking should amazing should we wind this one up good we can wind that up yeah. okay hey uh, rate the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to it pass it on to your friends etc etc um, uh, my dates are at willanderson.com.au if you want to check those out uh uh, that's probably yeah, all the plugs they need to I do. You got anything? No. <laughs> watch, watch home and away. Watch home and away if you want to watch. Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't swear. Yeah. Like I do on this show. No. So if that's what you're tuning you in edit for, it in. edit it in. <laughs> just take some, some grabs of him swearing on this watch show. Watch home and away. Turn like, the sound down. And just right. play home and away. Uh, I just play over the top. Oh, it'll be like a dark side of the moon. Like yeah. Wizard of Oz, so. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's doing that, if anyone's having some sort of experiment where you listen to Topop but watch the images on Hyper Light and see what, yeah. That'd be incredible. That would be incredible. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.